0: Yeah,
1: your ancestors' favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique Duprema right now, right now,
0: right now. I'm so excited to have in the space America's congresswoman, widely considered to be one of the most powerful women in American politics, re-elected for her 17th term with more than 70 percent of the vote. And you may not know this, but she made history as the first woman and the first African-American chair of the House Financial Services Committee, of which she is now the ranking Democrat, Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Welcome. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? (laughs) Good morning. I'm blessed. Great to hear your voice.
1: More important, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. I signed up for re-election, and so uh, I'm going to run again. I have lots of work to do, and um, I'm here now. Um, you know, getting all ready for Saturday where I have a big town hall meeting dealing with holding our banks accountable. That's amazing. You're bringing it back to
0: Inglewood. Your town hall meetings are legendary. I, one of my inaugurations into LA was the one around crack the CIA, right? That was (laughs) legendary. Now we're talking about holding banks accountable. It is just as important as crack the CIA, if not quite as, you know, sexy sounding,
1: right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, you know, we get so many complaints about our banks uh, for so many different reasons. Uh, you know, banks have become quite necessary in our economy, uh, but we really do have to do the work uh, to make sure that there's oversight. We've, get, we've been through a number of problems, big problems uh, with the banks. And so we still you know, have to not only give the oversight, but understand when they are defying uh, some of the work that we did with the Dodd-Frank Reform Act, where we start to deal very heavily with predatory lending, understanding what that was all about and doing some fixes, and some of that stuff is creeping back in again. And so uh, with the complaints that we get, with the work that we did on uh, uh, Dodd-Frank Reform Uh, We have to bring them in. We bring them into Washington. We've been bringing them in about twice a year to go over with them their systems and how they work. Uh, but it's important to bring them into the district now so that they can hear what people are saying and we can raise questions about how they operate. And we can deal with making sure there's justice, there's equality, and people are treated fairly. And so it's tough work because the banks are big, they're powerful, lots of money, they have lots of friends who are members of Congress, and so you're, you're fighting uphill all the time.
0: And you're going to be bringing them to Inglewood High School at the auditorium this Saturday from 10 to 1. People can ask questions, and you'll be asking questions. Really exciting that you're bringing in uh, Rohit Chopra, who is the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which I was thinking under the Trump administration was an endangered agency.
1: Well, it's always endangered. The Republicans hate uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They hate Rohit Chopra. Uh, they don't want uh, the consumers to have the uh, possibility of reporting on consumer fraud and then having us uh... deal with it and find them or try to put them out of business and so they don't like all of that but i want to tell you Rohit shopper is one of the best he's very smart he's very committed and he is helping uh, to find entities uh, that are committing fraud and to put the banks in check when we learn about uh, some of the fraudulent activities that they're involved in and get fines on them. You know, many of them now are too big to fail. And so, you know, some of them should go to jail, but now the best we can do is fine them. Unfortunately, fines are just the cost of doing business with them.
0: Mm, Right. They're probably insured for it. It probably doesn't even impact the bottom line. But it does send a message, right?
1: It does send a message. And we we cause them uh, to take certain actions from time to time. Uh, They make commitments. Sometimes they follow through on some of them and then they're dropped. You'd be surprised when they discovered uh, that we were calling them uh, to be a part of our town hall. Wells Fargo created something to put in Leimert Park on the same day at the same time. And they have um, uh, an event going on at the same time where I understand they're going to be given out uh, certificates uh, for $50 to tell people if they open a bank account, they can open it and have $50 put in the bank account. And they've got some young people, they've got... uh, Uh, I'm going to take a look at the flyer right away.
0: So they're Um, going, look at the shiny object. Don't go to Congresswoman Waters and Mr. Chopra's town hall and find out what's really going on. Look at the shiny object. Of course, if you open a bank account with them, you may end up having two or three other bank accounts that you didn't authorize getting opened uh, a little further on down the line. So there's that.
1: you absolutely know about what was happening when Wells Fargo was opening up those accounts that people didn't know about. Or, look, let's you know, there are some people who are going to go and they're going to get the $50. We don't know what uh, the fine print is and whether or not, if they never put any more money in, they can still get that out. But for me, I'm not interested so much in attracting people with $50. I want you to give us some mortgages. <laughs> I want some uh, capital for small businesses. I want to build up our communities. I want young people to be able to get mortgages without having to pay twenty percent down, which is hard to gather up and yeah. so Many of the young people don't understand this. They don't know that if, you know, they take a few dollars, a church or so, you know, from a bank, uh, that that's usually coming out of their foundation money, and that's the throwaway money. Uh, But people don't know these are the same people who are foreclosing on your mama's house, you know, and who are not giving the mortgages. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Teach people about banking and how it works and how to protect yourself. Doing PPP, you know, during COVID-19 when we did PPP, and these were supposed to be uh, the grants that we were giving out uh, and loans to small businesses the big businesses took advantage of it. They created their own portals and they took care of their concierge clients and they used up all the money. Nidia Velasquez and I had to come back and work with Nancy Pelosi and even Manchin, who was a Republican, and get 60 billion more dollars to put it out to the small businesses in order to participate in what we attempted to do with keeping small businesses open during COVID and keeping their employees rather than having to shut down because the economy had changed. So this is this is a lot of deep work, and this is the kind of work that it's hard to educate on, but many of our people are being taken advantage of. Some accounts are being closed and not told why they're being closed. I have one complaint that just came in yesterday. Someone had a sizable amount in a bank, but they hadn't touched it. For a year, they didn't intend to touch it. They wanted to to stay there. They was hoping when we get rid of inflation, the interest rates would increase on and on and on. They shut the account down because it had not been used, and told her they sent it to the uh, to the state where um, you know unclaimed property uh, have to be. Removed. Wow, Congresswoman.
0: Yes. So now she's got to go chase her money. And I have been reading about those sudden closures of accounts on small businesses where they may be, you know, it may take them months to recover the money from the bank. Meanwhile, they can't meet payroll.
1: That's right. There was one gentleman that was a story about they closed them down. He didn't have money to put food on the table, you know, for his family or anything else. And he didn't know what to do. And so he was around, around trying to get some help. So the banks have to be held accountable. We stay on them. Uh, they make changes sometimes that are temporary. Uh, sometimes oh. they don't even bother uh, to make the changes. And so that's why we have to keep, keep, keep on the oversight. And, you know, they lie. Uh, and just like they're going into the uh, Mert Park on Saturday. Uh, with young people and some people from you know, the hip-hop community. I don't know what they're going to tell them, but uh, you know, we're going to take a look and we're going to hold them accountable even though they're trying to undermine us and what we're doing on Saturday. If we find out they're making promises, we're going to follow up on those promises and we're <laughs> going to make them account for what they're doing or not doing.
0: Well, if you must go get the 50 bucks, you can just head over to Inglewood High afterwards. (laughs) It goes from 10 to 1. You can do both. Don't take that long to get 50 bucks. (laughs) The town hall meeting on holding banks accountable. Super, super important. I have so many questions for you about this, Congresswoman Waters. Mm -hmm. And because there are things we can do. I mean, we're talking about these cases of people's accounts being closed, and it sounds like a nightmare. just got to... A minute here before news traffic and sports, but we'll continue on the other side. What's the first thing you ought to do if you have this kind of a disaster?
1: Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to call your legislator. You need Mm. to call and get some help. You know, what I'm saying to people, uh, now divert just a little bit, about getting things uh, in the mail, whether it's a scam or anything else Close. you know get a second opinion get go to somebody don't just suffer all by yourself many people belong to churches we have lawyers we have real estate people we have educators we have people in church that we see you know uh on sunday or even on zoom or whatever ask them to give you some help call your legislator on this bank and stuff you know you've got me as you mentioned, uh, the first African American woman uh, with this position, and even though we're not in the majority uh, in the House of Representatives, I am the ranking member. We will help people with these problems. We get to the banks right away. I've learned to do mo- loan modifications. I work with wow. you. You know, if you you know are being foreclosed on, et cetera, et cetera. So get some help. Call call me or call your legislator. Sometimes the other legislators will call me uh, for the people that are calling them because of the work that we do on financial services.
0: Talking with Congresswoman Maxine Waters. When we come forward after news traffic and sports, I want to ask you about these fees, 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 fees. It's KBLA talk 1580. KBLA talk 1580. What if Congresswoman Maxine Waters didn't stand up? She is a member of the Steering and Policy Committee, co-chair, bipartisan congressional task force on Alzheimer's disease, a member of the Progressive Caucus, past chair and member of the Congressional Black Caucus. Congresswoman Maxine Waters is inviting you to a town hall meeting in Inglewood. It's taking place on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Inglewood High School Auditorium, 231 South Gravelia Avenue in Inglewood. It is free, 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 free. Congresswoman Waters, the other day on the show, the issue of black banks came up, and I pointed out that this has been something that you've been a champion of uh, for years going back, making sure that our black banks are capitalized and that they can continue to thrive.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, we've had a great reduction in black banks uh, that was not able to hold on particularly after COVID. Uh, But we've been working hard. Uh, to help them have access to capital uh, that they can use in the banks to loan out uh, to our small businesses, because the big banks really don't want to be bothered with small businesses. And right now, Mm -hmm. on the the floor tomorrow, I have a bill where they're trying to stop the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that is Rohit, uh, that we just talked about, Chopra, from a rule... Uh, that would force them uh, to give information about who they're loaning to and who they're not loaning to. It's information uh, somewhat like the Humda data, where they will be asking questions so that we can get the information about who's getting loans, who's not getting loans, and what reasons they're given for turning people down. This is so important. Our small banks, our black banks, and our small businesses, none of them can do without capital. And so the small banks are in that position. And so, number one, we've got to make sure that we utilize our small banks. We've got to make sure that they're treated fairly. We've got to make sure that they stay in existence. They're in many neighborhoods where there are no more banking services and no one willing to lend money uh, to people of color but them.
0: This town hall meeting on holding banks accountable is going to cover a lot of topics. I'm sure, as you mentioned, uh, the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau will be there with you. One of the things that really hurts, especially low-income people, is fees. So talk to me about fees and is this the kind of thing we may learn more about at the town hall?
1: Well, yes, many people are familiar with them because they've been hit <laughs> uh, with these fees. Right. And it reduces your budget and your ability to pay your bills, by, put food on the table and buy gasoline, et cetera. Overdraft fees. We have been working to get rid of overdraft fees. These overdraft fees are killing us. Some banks we push so hard are voluntarily backing off now. Uh, but, you know... We know that there are times when people, you know, are, um, you know, overdraft a little bit, and we have to be careful about that because you can have companies where people have multiple purchases, and what they do is they hold the small purchases, put the big purchases at the top of their accounting so that now you have overdraft. And so the overdraft fees, the bounce check fees, the late payment fees, and access to account information fees. You're calling the bank to ask questions about your account, maybe creating an investigation, but now you've got to pay access account information fees. And so these overdraft fees, over, um, draft, um, protect. we have an Overdraft Protection Act where we're trying to get rid of these overdraft fees.
0: Talk to me about the agency, the Consumer uh, Financial Protection Bureau, what they actually do, what people should know about it.
1: Okay, absolutely. Um, people are surprised to find out how many consumer complaints come in and how they deal with them and what the um, both Democrats in these uh uh, settings that they put together to find out you know, the opinions of people, Democrats and Republicans alike, give them credit for handling consumer complaints. They have a huge number what I'll get for you in just a minute. But let me tell you when it was created. It was created during the Dodd-Frank Reform Act. I was in Congress at the time. I served on the conference committee, and I created a number of things uh, on that committee. And one of them uh, had to do uh, with uh, a kind of uh, affirmative action program where we created an opportunity for all of the agencies uh, to have someone who were dealing with all of these issues of uh, contracts uh, and employing people. It's called OMWI, uh the Office of Minority uh, Institution or something like that we called it. Uh, but consumers were not going, having any place to go and take their complaints in all of federal government. So we created this Consumer Financial Protection Bureau with particular mission, number one, to get those complaints, investigate those complaints, get rid of fraud, assist people uh, who are being taken advantage of. And that's exactly what they do. They're there for people to call directly and to get that information. He's going to be at the town hall, as you have mentioned, and he's going to unfold a lot of information about how they can help people and what they've been doing uh, to create uh, opportunities for people uh, to get some justice when they have been the victims of fraud. And so the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is hated Uh, by the Republicans. Uh, They have taken them to court. They have tried to get them declared unconstitutional. They don't like the fact that when we created it, we knew that it could be killed if they didn't get the appropriations. And if Republicans were in charge, they wouldn't appropriate it. So we get their funding from the feds. They don't go through the appropriations process, so the Republicans can kill them, and that's what they call unconstitutional. But I think that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, uh, that has been already decided by the uh, I think Supreme Court that they are constitutional and they can't get rid of them that way. But they keep trying in every way that they can. Let me tell you, they have had more than four point six million consumer complaints since uh, 2011, uh, wow. and they. Uh, They have um, they have one point three million just last year that they took care of. Absolutely.
0: Well, the thing about it is if it's you versus a bank and you're just an individual who's going to win. They have deep pockets. You don't. So if we don't have a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, of course, we have you, Congresswoman. But can you deal with all of America single handedly? So this,
1: well, no, I think this agency, agency is cannot, important, but that's what one of our jobs is to educate other members of Congress, get yes. them involved. I was there this morning, going over with them a bill that's going to be on the floor tomorrow, and that's the bill where uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau uh, was uh, basically creating the rule by which the law that we created in the Dodd Frank bill would operate. But what the Senate Republicans did was they came up with a bill uh, to absolutely deny uh, the Congress of the United States uh, the opportunity uh, to allow him to go forward. And they are basically opposing, in a piece of legislation, uh, the rule. And in, in this legislation they said that that rule could not become law, and in addition it can never, ever happen that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau can create a rule uh, that basically is unfavorable to the banks. All we're trying to do is get the information. We're trying to get the data so that we can show that small businesses are not being taken care of. The banks don't want to be bothered with them. They don't consider them as profitable. And so they turn them down. They discriminate against both urban and rural. In the rural areas. These family farmers uh, having to close down farms, they can't get the loans. We know in urban America, we just get told no, that, you know, Mm -hmm. small businesses, you don't have enough collateral. Well, I say if you got that much collateral, you don't need them. And so we have to fight. Yes, I'm a leadership, I'm a leader in this fight, but the other members of Congress can't get lied to by the banks and then vote with them and keep going along with them because Mm. maybe they aren't paying attention or they feel they're too busy. And so, again, I addressed the entire Democratic caucus this morning, uh, and you have to keep doing that and show them the legislation that's coming before them and what to do about it and in this case vote no on the Senate bill that's trying to keep us from getting the data and the information that shows that they don't
0: lend to small businesses. That's amazing that they would try it. Oh,
1: I've yeah. got to
0: ask you this before I let you go Congresswoman, I know you're very busy but we have kicked the can down the road when it comes to a government shutdown, right? I mean we've got Christmas and then we've, we're back at this battle with the new speaker, Mike Johnson, half in January and half in February. How do you see that going?
1: Not well. Wow. I think that we're going to be in a great mess. Um, yeah, we kicked a can down the road, and Democrats did it because we didn't want to close down the government. The Republicans were fighting each other, and even the new speaker couldn't get uh, them uh, together to vote. And so they didn't vote uh, for uh, keeping the government open. He didn't have enough votes. We supplied the votes so that we could keep the government open, keep people getting their paychecks, keep the Social Security checks going out, keep the Medicare money uh, from, uh, uh, to, uh, to go out, all of those things that we recognize You know, it's a hardship on people. They're living paycheck to paycheck in most cases. They cannot afford uh, to not receive whatever it is they get from government, whether it is Social Security, whether it is disability, whether it is, um, you know, grants or loans or whatever that they've applied for. And so we're looking toward January for the first of the negotiations, Well, negotiations are supposed to be going on now, uh, but they don't have their act together. They're in disarray. Half of them, or more than half of them, are still following Trump. And uh, then we really can't look to the new speaker. He's a right-wing conservative who worked for Trump. Uh, he was one of the lawyers who did some work for Trumps, trying to prove uh, that there was fraud in the states and that Biden hadn't won. So we're in a hell of a fix here. That's why people got to vote, 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 so we can take back the House and we can control this government. We need our own speaker. We need to maintain the numbers in the Senate. We need a president in the White House who will do good things. Biden has been doing a damn good job in dealing with the economy we have more jobs that are available and let me tell people now the airport has lots of jobs uh, that are available right now that people can apply for LA Care our health agency has so many jobs that are available go after these jobs it is very important so we're in a dilemma here with Republicans who are in disarray Uh, Republicans who have no real leadership that you can see yet, with a new speaker who is a right-wing conservative who just made his uh, pilgrimage to meet with Trump so he can get his orders, as the past speaker did. And we've got to deal with it. We've got to fight. We're out here telling people some people just don't get it. Some people are still not voting. Uh, Some people think, oh, somebody else will take care of it. It's not true. As hard as we fight, if we don't have the people behind us, if we don't have the people voting, we, we can't win.
0: Congresswoman Waters, thank you so much for all the work that you do, and thanks for being with us this morning. Folks, the town hall is Saturday. That's the day after tomorrow. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Inglewood High School Auditorium. It is free, 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 free. Let's hold the banks accountable.
1: Thank you so much, Dominique. I appreciate you. You are talking drum. You keep that information going out, and this is what people get. Oftentimes they get you when they don't hear anybody else. That's because you have been true to the cause. You have been faithful to the truth, and you don't mind telling it like it is and speaking truth to power. Thank you, love you and love um, you too. I Congratulations on your reelection bid, by the way. Woo. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm on it again.
0: Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. We will be talking black Xmas and recycling black dollars. Hey, we're doing money things on Thursday. KBLA talk 1580.:
1: Say the quiet part out loud. Out loud. KBLA talk
0: 1580.